Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Ron's not live today because he's busy walking his daughter down the aisle. In the meantime, we've pre-recorded a special car doctor program just for you. It's fresh, just like Ron. Ron and Anian, sometimes I'm not here to hand out silver bullets. I'm here to hand out diagnostic approach, trying to teach you and make you better diagnosticians. Because isn't that what it's all about? The Car Doctor. I had the pleasure of purchasing a 2012 Audi Q5. The only issue that I have with it, but it's only got 14,000 miles on it. Not bad. Okay. Well, that's, no. not, that's not really an no. issue. That yeah. means it was just it was waiting for you. So it just said, I'm not, I'm not accumulating any mileage till Bob comes to get me. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls. At 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. We really do have a great show lined up for you today. It's a little little different than our, our normal format of taking calls. We're not taking too many calls. That matter of fact, we're not taking any calls this hour, but we'll see what transpires. But right now, we're going to do something that we really enjoy doing, a guest that we've... Well, he's not really a guest anymore. He's family. He's been here so many times, and we love having him. Paul Eisenstein of the Detroit Bureau, the thedetroitbureau.com. Paul, welcome back. Good to hear talk to you. Great to be with you. Thanks yeah. for having me on. And, and you're such a trooper today. I have to tell the listeners that um, you, you spent this morning at the dentist, my spies tell me, and here you are ready to do the show, and that's uh, that's really great. Like Ethel Merman said, right, the show must go on. 
Absolutely. Yeah, you know, let's let's hear it for big pharma occasionally. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to do this really kind of off the cuff, a little bit of you know, as Johnny Carson would say, he'd sit the guest down and he'd say, you know, I've got a list in front of me, and he'd go through the bullet points, and I'm, we're just going to randomly do this. So I, I, I think the first place I want to start, if it's okay with you, is let's can we touch on um, what's new? You know, with the car lines now. If, we'll talk about can we get them, but what are some of the new exciting cars coming out of the Detroit right now? Well, uh, let's let's skip Detroit. Let's talk the industry as a whole. Okay, there's, there's so there's so much good stuff coming right now, and there's a lot of really interesting trends. So, uh, I just got back from doing a couple of days of driving uh, down in the Asheville area, down North Carolina, uh, with the latest generation of the Golf uh, GTI and the Golf R. Uh, and a few of their other products. And I was really blown away because uh, more horsepower, better handling, uh, really getting back to the roots of what those vehicles are all about. You know, these these are real performance vehicles for just true enthusiasts. And sadly, sadly, what, what I'm afraid is that they're going to be uh, sort of ignored. Uh, the market is just shifting. VW, five years ago, like 16% of their sales, I believe, uh, my numbers are correct, were SUVs. And right now it's up to like 77%. So wow. yeah, I, they, they have some good stuff out there. I like the new Taos, their, their little SUV they just introduced, and the Atlas, the big one, and so on. But I, I, I'm sorry to see that a lot of the real high-performance sports cars and, and hot hatches and the like are, are losing momentum. But there are some interesting ones. You know, we just saw the Corvette Z06, 670 horsepower out of, this is interesting, the, the most powerful naturally aspirated V8 on the planet using a flat plank technology, uh, flat, plank, plank, uh, flat plank crank. Boy, I, I try to get that one. Say that three mouth. times fast. <clears throat> yeah. Right? Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, but then, but, you know, then, of course, the big SUV phenomenon. So just recently I had a chance to get out to, uh, out to, uh, we was at uh, Bend, Oregon area, and uh, I got the chance to drive the new Subaru Forester Wilderness. And so here's another trend, and I'll get to another trend uh, in a moment, but here's another interesting trend. We're seeing a lot of SUVs move away from the the trend of the last 15, 20 years being, you know, basically soft rotors. They look like SUVs, but they're really just tall wagons. And now we're seeing a whole bunch of vehicles uh, that are, in fact, seriously designed to get some off-roading in there, tough off-roading. This takes the Forester up a big notch. I, uh, I was really pleasantly surprised. And, of course, we have... Uh, Honda doing a new line of uh, of uh, vehicles called the Trail Sport. We see that from GM and Chrysler, and of course Ford bringing back the Bronco. We finally have the new the new uh, two and four door models out there. So uh, there's a lot of interesting things happening. But I bet you're going to ask me next about the other big trend we're going to see in 2022 because this is going to be explosive. Well, okay, and I'll I'll bite. Well, before I bite on that. Um, my question is: All these newer vehicles, how many of them can we actually get, or is that a whole nother conversation? Oh, that's that's a, a longer one, and why don't we hold that for for a minute or two if we can, and sure. let's stay on new product for so a then, moment. So then, tell but me the so we, tell me the trend for twenty twenty two. Where where what are we going to see? 
Well, the, the, the biggest trend, of course, is the arrival of seriously competitive electric vehicles. I did a piece, and you can find it on the DetroitBureau.com now if you do a little, just go into our search engine. Uh, we ended the 21 model year with about 13 long-range electrics, a uh, good percentage of them built by Tesla, and Tesla with about 75% of the market. Well, come 2022, by the end of the calendar year, we will have, I estimate, 52 or more long-range electrics on the market. And these are not the, you know, the funky little things like the Nissan Leaf or the uh, Ford Focus EV or the like of the past. These are some serious machines. Yeah, there's a couple that don't get much mileage like the Mazda MX-30 uh, and the Mini, but most of them are getting up there. Uh, the new Lucid Air Dream range model. How's that for trying to remember uh, yeah. Remember that when somebody sure. asks you what you have parked outside? Okay, they have two versions of the Lucid Air, their high-end Dream Edition. The range model will get... Well, let me, let me talk about the performance model first. The Air Dream Performance, 1,133 horsepower. Zero to 60 in just over two seconds. Uh, the Air Dream Range Edition will get up to 520 miles per charge. Now, you'll sacrifice some performance. You only have 933 horsepower. But, and my question still becomes, and I know, I guess they're going to produce these in some particular number trying to hit a market saturation point, Paul, or are these going to all be specially built? How are they going to put these together or put these out in the marketplace? Well, Lucid has a big plant down in uh, uh, Normal, Illinois. It used to be the old Mitsubishi plant. It was actually built as a joint venture between Chrysler back then and Mitsubishi. Right. So they can build some numbers. The, the, uh, the Air, which is a very expensive model, it'll be 160000 for these two limited edition versions that debut the brand. But eventually they'll have the capacity to produce over a quarter million vehicles from that plant, and they'll be bringing out lower-cost versions of the Air sedan. They've got another model called the Gravity, which is basically their take on the, the uh, Tesla uh, Model X, their, their larger SUV. Now, we also just saw the Rivian, the all-electric pickup, that is so good. I'm not the only one who's written this. Basically, all my colleagues say the same thing. It has the quality and the features and just the whole concept of a company that has been building cars for years in a positive sense. It's, it's like they know how to build cars. They're not, they're not a startup stumbling along. Right. And everything indicates they have the quality and possibly the reliability that we haven't seen from Tesla. You know, quality is Tesla's real weak issue. They yep. have a lot of issues. Yep. Yep. Now, yep. we have yep. the Ford. We have more versions of the Ford Mustang Mach-E GT. The Hummer's coming. The uh, Ford F-150 Lightning is coming. Uh, Mercedes just launched their first uh, all-electric in the U.S., an S-Class equivalent called the EQS. They have two or three more that will be here by the end of next year. VW is expanding the ID4. I can go on for the entire show right. just telling you about all the electric vehicles coming. Over 50 long-range models by the end of next year. So then Four the question, times as many well, as we had. And, and I'll tell you what. Let me hold my question. Let me pull over and take a pause. Um, but when I come back, I, I still come back to that original question that's on everybody's mind. 
where and how are we going to charge all these? So don't don't give us the answer yet. And you and I are going to talk about this a little bit. When we return, I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor here with Paul Eisenstein at the Detroit Bureau, the DetroitBureau.com. We'll both be back right after this. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't call us! That's right. If you call and we're not live, you can leave a message and we'll call you back to get you on the air with Ron. 855-560-9900. Speaking of Ron, here he is. We're here with Paul Eisenstein at the Detroit Bureau. And uh, thanks for sticking around to talk to listen to us as we uh, go over a couple of things. Paul, uh, you know, the conversation I always have in my head is... They can design a great electric vehicle now, and it's evident. Look at what you're ta- look at what you're telling us, right? Horsepower rating and, and equivalent, and um, range now is up, right? Five hundred miles is is seems like it's a, a very possibility. It's here, 
but where and how are we going to charge these cars? It always comes back to that. Where will all this infrastructure come from? Well, that's a good question, and it's a legitimate question, but it also varies, if you will, by who you are, where you live, and so on. Right. Uh, in many cases, uh, we're going to wind up seeing a big push among uh, commercial users for electric. Uh, if you look out there, uh, I expect that the vast majority of the delivery trucks, you know, we all get Amazon and FedEx and everybody else uh, delivering to us uh, uh, these days. And most of those guys log very, very low mileage, typically 30 to less than 100 miles a day. I would expect by 2025, 26, almost all of those delivery trucks are electric. And, and I think they uh, should be. Contra- right. Yeah, contractors, same thing. Yeah. Uh, Ford can't keep up with the demand coming in. They, they had to double the uh, double the capacity of the plant down in Dearborn, Michigan, uh, for their F-150 Lightning, and a good percentage of the orders coming in are for uh, the commercial version of that truck, which will start at under $40,000. Right. So most, most of the contractors don't really need it. As for you and me, well, if you really think about it, a good percentage of Americans never drive more than 100 miles a day. Uh, they may, on occasion, go on vacation. Well, very often they're going to have a second car they could take on the long trip. And here's the, the thing that people forget. There's a big difference between uh, an electric uh, on the positive side and a gas vehicle in that you plug it in when you come home, and every single morning you're going to have the equivalent of an electric full tank. So, you know, there's none of that panicking the beginning of the week, Monday morning, oh, my God, I forgot to fill up, i got to stop, i got to leave early for work or what have you. But we are – so most people are charging at home, uh, and we're seeing a rapid growth in the number of chargers around the country. Uh, if, if President Biden gets his way, there'll be as many as 500,000 chargers uh, by, by the end of the decade. Right. Uh, right now, if you live in a lot of – places, particularly on the East Coast and West Coast, you have chargers everywhere. You can get pretty much anywhere without having to worry about it. It's the middle of America, which is still, you know, it's still a little difficult to charge in Wyoming. But every week I get a new email telling me about a new program that's going to launch uh, in Wyoming and Montana. Michigan is about to do a statewide network and so on. Uh, several of the charging companies have gone public, you know, this, these SPAC deals, Reverse uh, reverse mergers, and the charge point raised, I think, what two billion dollars to help it put in chargers across the U.S. But don't you think you know my? Or, or let me say it like this: My concern is, um, well, New York City. All right, we'll talk about New York City. Mm-hmm. Take every parking garage where you know people are storing their cars. How are you going to electrify an entire garage, and at what cost? And, you well, know, how that, will, that, that, uh, that is a good question. Now, how many people in New York own uh, own a vehicle? It's relatively low ownership there. But, you, you know, it is a legitimate question. Every one of those garages uh, people, is full. Every one of those parking garages is full. You know, people storing cars that do drive or, or people that come into the city to park. And, and, and the second part of that question is that I think about, and, you know, again, I'm just trying to explore the idea. I read over the summer... In Germany, Germany has banned electric vehicles from parking in their garages because of the fire issue. 
Yeah, the fire issue is way overblown. Uh, it's it's legitimate concern, but I think it's going to be dealt with pretty quickly. Uh, the fires have tended to be with uh, a, a handful of vehicles. They largely understand what the problem is. I don't think you're going to hear that much more. Uh, and what what's interesting is when you actually look at the numbers, I, I did some calculations, uh, you actually have only about 10% as many fires among electric vehicles as you do under gas vehicles. How many times have you driven down the road and you've seen a, a vehicle on the side of the road that's either on fire or, or burned out? Well, true, but, uh, but let's face it, let's say it like this. The percentage of the fleet that's currently electric is only 2%, right? Uh, yeah, it's about that. But when you then adjust it for the volume on a per-vehicle basis, it's low. Only about, only about 10% as many electric vehicles are catching fire as gas vehicles. Right. In other words, you know, if, you had two, if you had 100 cars, uh, half electric, half gas, the odds that a fire would occur among those, well, make it 1,000, uh, the, the odds that there would be a fire among the gas vehicles is very high. The odds that there would be a fire among the electric vehicles is very low. So, so it, it, it gets a lot of headlines. Yeah, because it's, it's new and it's, it's new, new and so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a safety concern. But what's wrong as we as we get into our bottom of the hour break before we go there? What's wrong with the idea of let's make every delivery vehicle Amazon, UPS, FedEx. Uh, you know, if it's a delivery vehicle, it's got to be electric by a certain time frame and build an infrastructure to support that. Let's make certain municipal vehicles, police cars, cars that follow a regular route, mail delivery, electric vehicles. Exactly. And and, 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 and we're seeing that. Uh, California has essentially set out those rules. And, and the interesting thing is industry is getting there more quickly. Here's the main reason why industry is moving so quickly. Electric vehicles largely don't break down. And they're much cheaper to operate, even with the higher cost of batteries. And that's coming down. That's coming right. down fast. Right. Even with the higher cost, Amazon, FedEx, and the others have realized that the per-mile operating cost completely overtakes the higher cost of buying the vehicles. And in some cases, it's one-third the cost per mile to operate those. They also need less maintenance, so they don't... They don't go off the road either because they're breaking down or because they need to be in the shop just to have a tune-up or oil change. No well, oil changes. Right. So then here's the, And then here's the other question, then we're going to go to the break, so think about this during the break. That, that young mom today that's struggling and she's driving that $5,000 Toyota Corolla, where's, where's the equivalent of that in an electric vehicle? Where is her future in the electric car debacle? Because where will she find that electric car at that price range, you know, that price point. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, listen, cars were meant to be transportation devices and move the masses. Are we pricing that person out of the market? You think about that. When we return, we'll talk about it. I'm Ron Anany, the car doctor here with Paul Eisenstein of the Detroit Bureau. Just some uh, back and forth banter about everything automotive. We'll return right after this. Don't go away.
My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor. We're here chatting and having a great time with Paul Eisenstone, our, 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 I guess he's our in-house constant guest all the time. He's just like family. He's always showing up and we're glad to have him. Um, always a pleasure, Paul. Uh, Thank you. You know, where does that, that mom, as I pulled away for the break, uh, that I talked about that, that struggling mom with two kids, that's driving that $5,000 Toyota. Where's the electric car in her future? What is she driving? Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm glad we had the break because I had the chance to go and do a, a little bit of searching online. And I found a ton of used electric vehicles. Uh, Carvana 
is a quick place. Uh, if you want, just go take a quick look. Uh, you'll see BMW i3s, Nissan Leafs. Uh, I don't see any Teslas on here, but maybe I just skipped right by them. Uh, Chevy Bolts and so on, Volkswagen e-Golfs. Uh, some of them are under $10,000. Now, this is mostly first-generation stuff, limited in mileage and so on. But we shouldn't be surprised because electric vehicles, as, as we began the show talking about, uh, there were very few of them out there right. up until now. Right. So you're not going to find many used vehicles. But every year, more electric vehicles are coming to market. More of those vehicles are going to eventually wind up in the used car market, and they'll drop in price. And by the way, of course, everything costs a lot more now. Well, uh, yeah, that mom looking for a five and six thousand dollar used car may not find anything at right. the moment. Right. Um, one of the interesting things you probably heard about this another big story uh, was was Hertz. Now they they just emerged from bankruptcy. An old friend, Mark Fields, formerly the Ford CEO, was running the company. And he's made all sorts of announcements. They're going, they're going an IPO, so they're going back public. Uh, they've done a deal with Uber. They've done a deal with uh, Carvana. And now, what are they doing? Well, they've got a deal with Tesla. They're going to put 100,000 Teslas in their fleet in the U.S. and Europe. And, of course... As you know, used car—I uh, mean, uh, rental car vehicles—only last so long before they go into the used car market. So you're going to see, probably about three years from now, uh, start to see a lot of Teslas winding up in the Carvana fleet that were off off rental, off uh, off usage by the uh, the Hertz network. You, you know, I had heard so the, I had heard about that today. More. Yeah, I'd, I had heard about that today. That you know, Hertz did that. And I was surprised. I was in Florida this past summer, and we rented from Avis. And I had asked the girl at the counter, I said, do you have any electric vehicles? And she said, we did, but we stopped renting them because we had too many problems. People were having issues with range, and they didn't meet what people's you know, demands were, what they wanted. Um, so it's interesting. You know, is, 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 is Hertz found a way to overcome that? You know, a lot of this is acceptance. Listen. I get it that we're going to switch and and transition over to electric. I just question, a lot of my questions are centered around, can we do it in less than 15 years at the level that they're telling us it's going to happen? And then I keep going back to Toyota, right? The vice president of Toyota or one of the vice presidents of Toyota has repeatedly testified in front of Congress and said an all-electric car future is not possible, practical, or desirable. And I keep thinking about that conversation in my head and saying, what does Toyota know that the rest of the industry hasn't said, you know, let's do this another way? And, and Or or is the, uh, you're, you're actually talking about Akio Toyota, uh, the, the uh, CEO of Toyota Worldwide, and he's been one of the most active opponents of all electric future, though he believes that we will go all electric with a mix of hybrids, plug-in hybrids, hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, and battery electrics. Right. And, and they may be saying that, but guess what? Uh, they just announced, they just revealed the details on their first long-range all-electric vehicle coming to the U.S. called the BZ4X. They will have seven long-range Toyota vehicles under the BZ, which stands for Beyond Zero, by, uh, within about five years from now, and another eight all-electric vehicles. It won't be marked BZ. 
uh, we may see an all-electric Prius. I'd be surprised if we don't. So they may say that, but Toyota right now is working on 15 all-electric vehicles. So even the opponents, the people who talk like they're opposed to electric, are going there. Think about it. We we see GM saying it'll go 100% electric by 2035. Ford is moving in that direction. Um, I, I had a chance to talk to Jim Farley, the CEO, when they announced that big development project down in Memphis. That's going to be four times the size of the Rouge plant, the complex that Henry Ford built, six square miles to produce electric batteries and electric pickups and other vehicles. Six square miles. That's how much space they're reserving to go all electric down there. Wow. And, uh, the, you know, look at the luxury vehicles. Uh, uh, Bentley going all electric. Audi's moving all electric. VW's going all electric. Lamborghini expects to basically be shifting to all electric. They're going to go to hybrid and then all electric. Ferrari is getting ready to bring out their electric. Uh, yes, some of this is pressure from the, from the regulators around the world. But the reality is, it's growing fast. Right. Norway is something like 70% of the new vehicles sold in Norway are electric. Britain sold more electric vehicles in... Actually, I'm sorry, let me correct that. In September, British motorists bought 5,000 fewer electric vehicles than they did in all of 2019, over 15% of the British market. The U.S. more than doubled the number of electric vehicles, pure electric vehicles, uh, in the first half of 2021, and it's continued to grow in the last four months. It's happening. Yeah. And by the way, don't don't you, you and I have been talking for a long time, so you know that I'm not totally happy about this. I love the feel and the sound of a of a great V8, which will give us a chance to segue over to talking about SEMA, but. I mean, this Corvette that's coming out, I can't wait to get in it. Uh, but the new electric vehicles, better batteries, more charging stations, prices are dropping. And what happens is I talk to people when they get into an electric who tell me before they get in, oh, this, no, I'm not interested. I'll get in it just to see what it's like. They walk out going, okay, when can I buy this? Right. Right. Now, and, and we're going to close it out here, and then we'll talk about SEMA when we return. The, the, the issue of range, and we're going to leave it here, I think the issues are range, uh, recycling, replacement batteries, mm-hmm. and, and where that vehicle, you know, in, in today's dollars, you can spend 15, 20 grand and buy a decent used car today, okay? Um, where's that replacement, where's that electric vehicle in that category? And these are all the things I think about, the societal impact of, you know, you can wave your magic wand and say, make it so, but it's, it's got to be accepted and it's got to work or people will revolt. And I, I think... I absolutely agree. Yeah, I, 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 Every point you raised has to be addressed. Yeah. Many of them are, just like range now, right. it's very quickly being addressed. The charging situation will be addressed Cost is coming down. Recycling is going to be a big one, and we're now seeing all the automakers. Ford, for example, has a partner at that that huge Blue Oval City, that six-square-mile complex down in Memphis, that will take old batteries, and they expect that uh, going forward, as they get more batteries in circulation and the cars come off use, more and more of those batteries will either be recycled 
or they will be repurposed. So your your home, like here in Michigan with Detroit Edison, we get blackouts all too often. Well, going forward, you're going to see you're going to see these things used. Uh, for to power the home energy backup right, I've, right. I, and I, and I've heard that you know what, Paul let's leave it there because I want to pull over take the pause when we come back um let's talk about SEMA we'll switch gears I'm running the car doctor with Paul Eisenstein of the Detroit Bureau the Detroit Bureau.com we'll both be back right after this don't go away check the back seat check the back seat check the back seat gets in your head right good because every year dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver all never thought it could happen to them but with changes in routines distractions or a sleeping child it can happen to anyone parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly so get it in your head Check the back seat. a message from nitsa and the ad council do you love selena like really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor here with Paul Eisenstein of the Detroit Bureau, the DetroitBureau.com. Paul, SEMA. I mean, those four letters just spell holy cow in automotive technology, right? There's just so much going on 
at SEMA, the Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association trade show out in Vegas every year. You were there. What's hot? What caught your eye? Well, I had a lovely time talking with uh, Chris Kirsting, who I know you've had on the show at least one time or yeah, another. a couple. Uh, yeah. Head of SEMA. Yeah. And uh, we had a great conversation. Here's, here's something which I found amazing to, to learn. Did you know that SEMA sales, aftermarket equipment sales, anything from air fresheners up to crate engines, actually hit an all-time record last year I and will that. hit another record this year? Yeah. It, it, you know, it's one of those things where you think, what? That doesn't make sense until you actually talk with Chris and you, you realize why. People were locked down and they were looking for something to do. And I have a lot of friends who spend more time in their garage tuning up or completely redoing their vehicles uh, this last year because they just didn't have the places to go. Oh, listen, the shop so is... It's, it's the, been big. When, when, when the shop is slow, I'll tell you one thing. When, when My experience, when the shop is slow or slows down, we actually are more efficient in what we do. We get more done on the cars that we have in less time because you're able to stop and think. Mm. And efficiency yep. goes up, and productivity goes up, and you're done early, and you can find time to do the chores and the housekeeping. Around. Oh, yeah, I understand that. People, idle hands, people have the things to do, and they start looking around. Oh, let me do this, let me do that. Um, so I get that. I, I, I understand that 100%. What did you think about some of the specialty vehicles? Did you get a chance to see any of those? Out in Vegas, oh, man. I, I know you're talking about them on your website, the DetroitBureau.com. Yeah, that, that Toyota oh, Tacozilla. Did you see that? Yeah, the Tacozilla. The uh, uh, one of the ones that that I think is real interesting was the Ford Bronco Desert Racer, uh, the DR. Uh, and what's cool about that is you can actually buy one. They're making a handful of these. Uh, these these are crazy. Some of these vehicles are just wonderful and. In many cases, you have to put them together yourself. You know, a lot of the, the concepts that the automakers bring to SEMA are just designed to show off all the, the things in their accessory toolbox. But uh, every so often, you get a vehicle like the DR uh, that Ford or one of the other automakers will actually put together and sell you. Uh, that was cool. Uh, there were uh, plenty of things, plenty of crate engines. You know, we have that, that new 1,000-horsepower crate engine from Chevy. And we also, getting back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, one of the hot things right now is converting vehicles to run on electric. Yes. And so Chevy yeah. has, a, has an electric crate engine, so you can take out your gas engine and turn it into an electric. Uh, Chris told me that they're seeing more and more SEMA members start to look at the opportunities now that all these hot electric vehicles, not those stone ponies of you know a decade ago, now that all these really cool electrics are coming, you're going to see a lot of stuff. I think SEMA will be very, very heavy emphasis on, on electric over the next few years. The good thing is the V8s, the muscle cars, they're not going away. No, not anytime soon. Though. Right, yeah. Did, did you, was, was it, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Was it a relief to be there? Because, you know, there wasn't a, there wasn't a, a last year SEMA was virtual, correct? Yeah. Uh, there were a lot fewer exhibitors this year. It's down to about 1,400. That's uh, all. We're, <laughs> yeah, which is, well, when you consider that, that the last, the last, pre-COVID show in 2019 had 2,100 exhibitors. Right. 
A lot fewer people. The aisles are wider. There's less people there. Part of the problem is that a lot of exhibitors and a lot of these showgoers are from abroad. And, of course, we have travel restrictions yeah. in the U.S., so a lot of people just can't make it into the U.S. Sure. Hey, listen, we're going to pull over. When we come back, I want to talk real quick about the supply chain. We'll have about three minutes. So uh, put your thinking cap on. Give me the highlights. And we can close it out from there. I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor here with Paul Eisenstein of the Detroit Bureau. We'll both be back right after this. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Ron Annie, the car doctor here with Paul Eisenstein of the Detroit Bureau, the DetroitBureau.com. Paul, in our closing couple of minutes, the supply chain problem, everything from new vehicles to oil to filters, tires, the auto industry is not the only industry affected, but we'll stay the conversation there because that's what we, we're, we're in, right? Um, where's the problem and how does it get fixed? 
Well, the problem dates back to a lot of a lot of issues that erupted with the COVID pandemic. It's not a new issue. Anybody who's trying to politicize this by saying, "Hey, uh, this is you know the fault of." the president or whoever it doesn't really know what they're talking about uh for example the the issue with the uh semiconductor chips that has cost the auto industry literally millions of vehicles in production this year actually resulted from last year when automakers slashed slash production and slashed orders for chips so the chip industry said fine we have to find somebody else well there was a boom in orders for electronics, home electronics. TVs cameras, and so forth, yeah. TVs and everything. Yeah, yep. Those industries pay more for the chips. And now the automakers are going back saying, please give us chips, and they don't have the capacity. Um, we are facing the issue, all sorts of issues globally with the supply chain. And unfortunately, what we're seeing is that uh, it's really just, just hitting home right now. So oil is a problem. Uh, that has been building. It was even even there before uh, the latest issues, before the prices surge. Remember last year we were talking about the shortage of oil truck drivers, sure, yeah. tanker drivers. Yep. Yep. Well, that's only gotten worse this year. A lot of them were laid off uh, when demand for oil last year was bad, and they can't get them back to work. So do you have a prediction uh, for, Paul, real quick, do you have a prediction for when does the supply chain get straightened out? 15 seconds. We'll, we'll start seeing it improve in 2023, but don't be surprised if there are other supply issues in between then and now, including tires. Unbelievable. Paul, you're a fountain of information, brother. We're going to get you back again. We'll do a year-end. All right, Paul Eisenstein will be back with us again, folks, for a year-end review. I'm Ron Anini, the car doctor, reminding you, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.